Well, well, what were you just putting in front of your head? Oh, hmm. that, that studious, that studious moment. I'm going to take notes. I'm going to take notes today. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, hey, folks, it's something to talk about with Stuart and Vaughn, and she is still Vaughn. And he's still Stuart. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> I'm so tired. To figure out what, <laughs> I, I, I'm so tired of looking at people in squares. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even the commercials now, everybody's in squares and cooking shows, they're in squares and talk shows and the news and we're all in squares. I can't wait till we're not looking at each other in squares anymore. <laughs> There's, there was a, a, an old folk song about little boxes full of tiki tacky, you know, where everybody lived in these all little boxes and now everybody is literally confined to their little boxes. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. only venturing out I, I, I did, have you ventured out much this week? Uh, let's see. I, I, I mean, a little bit here and there. You know, um, I told you I got, you know, my nails done, my hair done. I did go to a restaurant. Um, I, I went and picked up some um, little um, chachis got at a local gift shop here. Kind of ran in, ran out. I mean, not a lot, but a little bit, just a little bit here and there. And I'm wearing my mask and I'm doing what I'm doing what I think I'm supposed to be doing. But I'm not going crazy. I haven't been to the mall yet. I haven't, I haven't been to the gym. I, you know, but a little bit here and there, just kind of dipping my toe in the water. Yeah, Lauren went. Lauren went to one of the major malls in the area this this past week. She said it was almost like a ghost town. Number oh, yeah. one, one of the one of the uh, anchor stores was open, but a couple of the other anchor stores were still completely shut down. And as you walk through the mall. It's like every fourth or fifth store is open and they have restrictions. Yeah. Uh, she said that it was just, it was really kind of strange uh, to be walking around and wanting to do some shopping, but there were so many places that were still, still, you know, shuttered up. I've, I've gone to the, to the grocery store a couple of times this week. I uh, took the dog to the groomer this morning. Uh, they're still meeting you outside and taking your pet and, uh, and and following uh, a lot of restrictions and all, but but it's it's starting to open up uh, a little bit more. It's funny. There's a some a friend of mine posted. She said, "I just had to go to the mall this week. I just needed to buy a few new pieces of clothing." She says because the only thing I do is take the garbage out once a week, and I just can't decide what to wear. <laughs> so so she went out. To, buy a couple of new things to wear to take the garbage out. Yeah. Well, we've all been kind of, you know, dressing casually or whatnot. I mean, I'm usually in workout clothes Monday through Friday and, you know, just, uh, yeah. Cause what are you, what are you doing? I mean, I'll, if I'm going to the grocery store or the mall or, or I haven't been to the mall, but if I'm going, if I'm running in somewhere, I'll try to get dressed. But yeah, for the most part, been dressing pretty casually over here, but yeah, just kind of dipping my toe in the water, just doing a little bit here and there. Um, you know, that not much. Yeah, it's and and you know, every week we see that the numbers are going up, that the that the places that have been open and restricted to maybe twenty five percent occupancy, now it's maybe up to fifty percent occupancy. Uh, I drive by some restaurants and uh, those that have outdoor dining, there's there's you know people that are dining out on their patios. Uh, although the the heat is starting to get get up a little bit now, so sitting out on the uh, on the sidewalk, uh, unless it's really shaded and they have a big fan, can be a little bit of a warm experience. But 
Some of those restaurants are have indoor indoor dining. Uh, we haven't quite gotten there yet. We're still uh, doing the the curbside pickup and 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 eating at home. But uh, little by little, it's it'll it'll start to come back. I think so. Yeah. No, I went. Um, we went to a restaurant this past weekend, and you would have thought nothing was going on. I mean, it was pretty full. There were people walking around, and I don't know, just. Basically, I guess the people who are comfortable are out and about, and the people who are still not comfortable with doing that are staying home. So, yeah, know. well, and, and some of the reports are saying that yes, if you have your choice of either dining in or dining outside, outside is the better way to go. Yeah, and, and I'm seeing that a lot of people are utilizing the park benches and 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 picnic tables in some of the various parks because uh, that apparently is fairly safe too if you take the family. Pack a nice picnic. You're outdoors among the the, the fresh air, and uh, the the, the the park benches are usually uh, uh, and, and picnic tables are usually far enough apart. Uh, so that that's kind of a way to to venture out. Yeah, yep. It's a I don't know. Like that's how it'll be for now, and then we'll see. Because like you said, in some areas the numbers are spiking. So I guess we'll have to see. You know what the next step will be. Yeah, I, th I think uh, here wow. Dallas, Dallas uh, was it yesterday or the day before had re reported one of their highest uh, uh, incidences of new cases reported, uh, and all. And some of those, some of the cities that this past week and all were were uh, filled. The streets were filled with protesters, uh, and uh, they're starting to see that there is an increase in the number of COVID nineteen cases that are that are being reported too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, 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 like I said, I don't watch a lot of the news, but of course it's hard not to hear the updates. Like they come, you know. Yeah, you're, you're right. And, and, and you, you, the conversation. So yeah, you can, you can follow just about as, as much as you can or you want. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, 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 you know, text each other back and forth each week and, uh, these last few weeks, I mean, it's just been hard to talk about anything other than than being separated from society and and how far we're willing to go out and and get reacclimated. Uh, but we we kind of kind of decided that you know this past week has been a really tough week because uh, uh, George Floyd was put to rest uh, in in Houston, a huge huge funeral. Uh, for him, and I think it had nationwide uh, relevance because so many people, uh, you know, were drawn into the, the circumstances. Uh, but an offshoot to that that you and I started talking about a little bit was this this concept of defunding police departments. And uh, when I first heard that, uh, and if I'm not mistaken, Buffalo, New York was one of the first uh, the, they started talking about defunding the Buffalo Police Department, and the entire police department resigned. Fifty-seven officers or something just said that that's it. That's probably one extreme. You know, the other thing was right away. I thought defund the police. That that to me was probably the most insane idea I had ever heard of, until I realized that there was kind of a different definition 
of what defunding the police was all about. It wasn't a matter of just saying, okay, the books are closed, no more salaries, no more any of this. The, the police department, frankly, is just gone. That's that's not what it means. And we, we, we started talking a bit about it and that some people perceive it to be much worse than what it can or should be. And uh, in, in talking to some of our uh, officers from our police department, they say that the, that defunding is probably not a, the proper word to be using, but reform is probably a better a better term. And they see that uh, this defunding as maybe not such a bad thing. What it what the proponents of it are, and 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 you tell me, you know what what you've been. Uh, been researching too, is the fact that it's saying that there's a lot of things that we are putting on the shoulders of our police officers that really there should be other agencies to take care of. Uh, that if it's a if it's a uh, 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 having to do with mental illness, uh, if it's having to do with with uh, things that are just not critical to the police department's role that yes, maybe those should be given that money that you are now using the police officers for can be given to another agency to take care of that. So the police department can concentrate on responding to those critical issues that we all want our police to, to respond to. Well, um, and yeah. I know you're, you're passionate about this too. Well, I am, but I, it's not fair for me to even really, I have probably more questions than I have comments and opinions because I'm not knowledgeable enough yet on this proposal. <laughs> you know, we've gone from the word, we've gone from the word abolish, speaking in reference to the police, we've gone from the word abolish to defunding. Now you're saying reform those are all very different words with very different meanings. And so I'm a little all over the place here right now. What is it that we, that they, whatever group this is or whoever, what are we saying? Are they just trying to find the right word because we've gone from abolish? Yeah. And I'm speaking, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm part of the general population. I'm not an expert on this topic by any means. So I'm just probably a part of the majority. I'm general public who's getting information from the media, from my friends, from family, having conversations with neighbors, social media, et cetera. So I'm, I'm part of the majority right now that's just trying to understand what, what are we saying about the police? What, are we, what do we mean behind what we're saying? What is the goal? You know, so I'm, I, I'm very unclear on, on what we're even suggesting here or proposing. But I will say that generally speaking, as part of the general public, with the information that I have right now, I think we need to be very careful and mindful in what we propose, because I do believe that we need to ultimately, and at the end of the day, support our law enforcement and respect them and give them the credit where credit is due and not punish them or stereotype them 
based on the behavior, the very bad behavior of a, of a, of a small percentage of people. So I think some of the words and reaction came from obviously the tragic death of George Floyd. And so there was some anger from that, but that's a, that's an isolated case and it should be an isolated conversation, which is part of the big movement. Don't get me wrong, but the, but his death is, is, is it, is it, is it, is it, is it, its own case and, and should not necessarily, while it's part of the big picture, should not define the entire picture because there are so many variables that fall under this umbrella of our police and what we expect of them and the training that they should get and, you know, um, educate, being better educated. You, know, you said something earlier about uh, th th us expecting so much of our police, not only to uh, enforce the law, but to understand mental issues and perhaps, you know, just because it, it, you remind me, that, remi that comment reminds me a lot of what we expect of our teachers. You put a teacher in a classroom and he or she is expected to educate. Well, guess what? It's not realistic to think that they're just going to educate. They have a room full of children who have varying, uh, you know, behavioral issues, let's say. So, You're absolutely right. So it's very difficult. You know, we do need to, I, out of all the words that you gave me, reform is probably one that I would grasp onto um, and perhaps maybe think a little bit more about how we, how we train, where we find potential candidates for the police force, uh, uh, background checks, um, personality check. I mean, the whole gamut. I'm just saying perhaps maybe we need to be a little bit more selective and mindful in the process that a potential police officer has to go through before they get into, you know, into the force, onto the force, whatever. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. And to take it a step further, uh, there's a lot of difference between what the police force can handle and what they're required to do in a small town, uh, a medium-sized city, a large metropolitan area, uh, you know, whether you've got a police force that is a dozen police officers or a hundred police officers or thousands of police officers, each one of these is, is different. And uh, uh, each individual police department, uh, it's up to them to, to formulate their own protocol. There is no statewide or nationwide protocol that says, this is how all police forces in the state of Texas, if you will, must operate. Uh, they can use that as a guideline, but they have to formulate their own policies based on their own community. But, you know, part of this, this discussion is, uh, for instance, they were saying if somebody uh, calls 911 to report some homeless, some homeless people, uh, that are that are living under a bridge or something that may become something that the police respond to but what do the police do they just try to refer those homeless people to an agency that will that will help them uh, uh, social workers uh, uh, helping in, in situations like that uh, uh, kids maybe that are that are are uh, misbehaving on a playground is that a definition of something that that police need to be dispatched for? 
I think part of that, what we're talking about in that reform is, yeah, if it means taking taking some bucks away from the budget for the police department in order to put that into more social workers to go out and take care of some of these other non-critical police areas, that that may be a positive step in reforming the, the, the police department. So they are not out taking care of homeless people when they really need to be taking care of, of uh, you know, uh, uh, violations on our streets uh, and, and perhaps, you know, uh, uh, other issues. I hear what you're saying and I agree with you, but then the question enters my mind, crime is crime and you just don't know where crime's gonna erupt. So you send a social worker out to address a fight between two teenagers or on the playground or whatever, one of them has a weapon, I don't know. Now you got a social worker who might be prepared and trained to deal with the kind of mental aspect of the situation, but not the, not the weapon <laughs> that's involved. I, so I, I just want, I, I, I just think that crime is crime and our police officers need to be able to address crime and be there to keep us safe. And I think for the most part, that's what they do. And I think that we've had some bad, bad, bad things happen, um, but not, but not, not majority. I, I just think we we definitely have had some, and it goes back, in my opinion, back to to if we're going to reallocate funds, however they're doing it, I don't know the logistics. Um, I would think a lot of it should go toward training, recruiting, recruiting training, educating, hiring, and then making sure teachers, I know have to go through a reevaluation. Um, when I taught, I know I had to every year I was evaluated and uh, based on my performance and in the classroom and outside the class, you know, I was given tests and whatnot and whatever, but, and maybe that's something else we need to do. Maybe they, and maybe they are doing it already. But to me, Obviously, I don't want to take away the concept of our law enforcement fighting crime. I want them to continue to be able to do that. I don't want to tie their hands in any way, really. I want to make sure we provide them with the freedom and the resources and, uh, you know, and the trust to be able to do that. Having said that, I do think the current state or condition right now of many departments out there need to be reevaluated and reformed. And then I think we need to look into how we're, where we're finding these, where we're finding candidates for the police department, where, who's raising their hand, who, who's wanting to become, become a police officer. Why, what are your credentials? What is your training? How are you, how are we educating them? I, I, I think a lot of the money, if we are relocating should go into square one. <laughs> And then as we move forward, continue to reevaluate performance and stay on top of, of, um, of the, the, you know, the state of the police force. But, you know, and, and I think, I think you're right. Uh, not only is this an issue of training, but it's also an issue of, of reinforcing that training, mm -hmm. uh, just like a lot of other professions in, 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 uh, in teaching, you have to be recertified after so many years and there's new rules and regulations that come along that you need to be aware of. 
And maybe there's an old regulation that you pull off the off of the, the policy and add a, add a new one in. This, this is something that is ongoing in the police departments too. And also I'm a firm believer that, that uh, uh, our police officers have a job to do. I think it's a responsibility of their watch commanders and everything to make sure that they are overseeing what's going on with their departments. Because if they see that there's maybe a, a little bit of a, 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 a you know, a, something that is a little bit out of kilter uh, with a certain officer or so, make sure that they react to that quickly and make sure that that, that officer may be corrected, you know, maybe not fired, uh, reprimanded, thrown off of the force, but it may be something that is minor today that can be corrected so that it doesn't become a major issue later. And that's up to those those officers, sergeants, lieutenants, captains, and all to make sure that they are in a position of, of always knowing where their police officers are all the time and what they're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, and again, for me, again, I don't understand really the details that structure that make up this, this I don't know, I'm saying the, this proposal. I know, I feel like um, a lot of it is just people wanting to react in some way. They don't necessarily know what the change is that they want to see made or changes, but they want to see they want to see the bad go away you know that's and they want to they want to see the bad go away today right exactly oh. they want to see the bad go and i do believe that the bad that we have seen makes up a small percentage of all the good that the police provide our communities um i believe that the majority of them are good and i do believe that majority of them are out there to keep us safe and um are caring and we can trust them i believe the majority are like you know i believe the majority make up those type of police officers but there are those few bad apples but you know what Stuart? there are bad apples in the teaching yeah. profession in the medical profession in companies across our country in organizations both for profit and non i mean you you name it, there are bad apples everywhere. And if we start to just stereotype and generalize entire groups based on the actions of a very small percentage, which by the way, it is the small percentage that we all see because it is the small percentage that the media shows us. You and I discussed this last week, right. how, how you know during the rioting, they're showing just the burning cars and jumping on police cars and smashing and vandalizing and things of that nature. That's what we're seeing. We're not seeing them interviewing both sides and helping us understand what's being done, what's being discussed, what's your cause, what's your cause. It, there's no real good, um, I, I don't know, educating out there. And so we're just seeing the the worst of the worst, and a small, in my opinion, I believe uh, the small percentage of what really represents the whole picture. So, so I do believe that there is a problem, and I do believe that a lot of this reaction is people who want the problem to go away, and so therefore we need to make some changes, and so that's good, that's constructive. 
but we need to be realistic about it and we need to be smart about it. Um, and I also think we need to continue. My fear is that there's such a disrespect right now toward the police departments across our country, really. And um, that's scary to me because what happens when they go out there to do their job? And now we've kind of said in our actions, we've said in our actions that it's okay that we don't respect them right now. We don't even want them right now. We're, we want to either abolish or we want to refund or defund or we want to reform. How can, that's a job that requires good be, you know, respect. Um, you, you, you need to, and when I say respect, what I mean is <laughs> be law abiding, be a law abiding citizen, follow the rules, be respectful. I, I guarantee you in a lot of situations, and I'm not speaking of anyone in particular, I'm saying generally speaking, should you be a law abiding citizen, I think your rights will be very, very well protected for the, for the most part. And, and you know, and I think part of going along with that is when you talk about that respect, that respect works both ways. The, if the police respect the, 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 the rights of the citizens and the citizens respect the position and the rights of the police, they will, they will live in harmony much, much better. Uh, if a person is, is, is pulled over for a traffic violation, you know, if you don't look at it as something that is, is negative, in other words, oh my God, you know, I, I, I need to get to work and everything. And, oh, maybe I was speeding a little bit, but, but, you know, oh man, this officer pulled me over and there's that, that the stage is set for maybe a volatile situation. Now that police officer, as he approaches that car, doesn't know what he's going to encounter. He, it may be a split second decision as to whether he has to have that person get out of the vehicle or simply put the window down and show me your license and registration. That's where part of this whole issue comes from is that, that sometimes the black community says, well, if I had been white, maybe he would have told me just to put the window down and show me my license and registration. But because I'm black, he let, gets me out of the car. That's part of what you're saying about is that we, that they're showing the bad side of it because they're probably, you know, there, there's a hundredfold the other way is simply doing the job the way it's supposed to be done. And if you were speeding, yes, officer, uh, what was the problem? Well, we we just clocked you going ten miles over the speed limit. Oh, okay, I'm I'm sorry. You either become defensive about it and argumentative about it. Or you say, I respect your position that you told me, and I don't think I was speeding, but you give me a summons and I'll show up in court and I'll fight my case if I want to. That's the respectful way of doing it. We're fortunate in our community that we live in, there is a very, very close friendship between the citizens and the police department. They, they often have social events together. Uh, they often have uh, uh, interactions on on, on uh, several levels at the, on the schools and the in the 
religious communities. Uh, in the, whenever there is uh, some kind of a, a, a citywide event, the police are there and they're not just there standing on the corner waiting for something negative to happen. They're there talking to the people and acting with the people, trying to get the police and the, the students to interact with each other and understand. That's where that level of respect, as you were saying, comes from. And, and mm -hmm. you know, that sometimes gets muddied when it gets up to the major city level. And uh, you know, so I guess we as, as individuals in our own communities need to look at it and say, what can we as citizens do to bridge the gap that may be between us and, and our law enforcement? Well, that's and that and that could be part of it. Is is uh, yeah? I think that's a very good point. Uh, bringing bringing the community together more um, from like the police officers, you know, every I mean the community, um, uh, bridging whatever gap there might be between between groups. I think that's a that's a great idea. And I, but I I also think it's interesting. I think you're right about different different police departments where they're located the type of relationship they have uh with their community members also um yeah uh, the type of interaction that they have with them and uh, uh probably plays a big part in how they get along and, and the level of respect that they have going both ways um but that was why i was just saying that it, it the, this talk right now, a lot of negative talk right now about police, the you know as a whole group, concerns me for them really for their safety too, because right. like I said, I mean you have people right now who just think very little of them right now, and, and we not even respect doesn't even come into the vocabulary. I mean you have people that are just downright angry with them right now. And well, it's an assumption. I think sometimes they, they, they just assume, well, if there's a, a, a few officers that are going to be doing illegal things on the street, that, that maybe there's a lot more of them in the department that are doing that. And I think probably the reverse is true, and it makes the good officers look bad when there is a bad apple that, that usurps their power. Not only look bad, but you, we put them in serious danger on the streets because now we've almost kind of said that it's acceptable to think this way and somebody could be in a scenario where they're they're part of a criminal act whatever it might be and because of all this talk we're generating the police show up and they're just like you know what i can i'm going to get away with whatever i want right now because uh, the 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 general consensus is right now that we don't like you guys very much. We don't trust you. You're all bad. So back away from me, and or something worse happens, and they get into some kind of, and then you might have some serious things happen out there on the streets. And so I think you you've got that concerns me as somebody who looks to our police force as a as a group of men and women who. Um, can, who are there to protect us. And it concerns me moving forward that we're going to lose a lot of good ones. We're not going to get a lot of good ones. <clears throat> um, people are going to be like, we don't want to be a part of that. And then we, we are now 
kind of destructuring the 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 concept and the physical makeup of this this organization this and that's concerning because we we if you really think about it we need them so let's and yes there might be some in as in any organization industry company as we talk there, there's always room room for improvement there's and Absolutely. That's where we are we are well we've been now wherever if we've been there or if we're there now or whatever but it will never go away there will always be room for improvement and i think that's where we are and we all understand that i think we're all on the same page there but i think as we work through the process of reforming since that's the word i would like to use let's uh do it with some respect um and some trust because while we figure this out we still need our police force behind us and on the streets protecting us um so that's you know and i think you hit hit one of the nails on the head when you said a mutual respect but 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 i will tell you a, a simple solution be a law-abiding citizen <laughs> i mean yeah. don't, don't put yourself in a position of, our kids uh, yeah. when they're yeah. young, make good choices when they go out of the house make good choices well guess what you could be a 75 year old man and i'll tell you if you're out in the public make good choices if you're a 43 year old woman make good choices i mean i think a lot of this too is not always color of skin it's be it's your choice of behavior well you know and, and and a good example of that is when you have seen uh on camera instances of protesters that will get right in the face of the police and they are yelling at them and borderline ready to spit in their face it's the citizen that's putting themselves in a tough position because if the police officer has to use any kind of force or restraint on that individual from from that that irate position that they've put themselves in then they then they say that it was police brutality but if if they're being egged on they have a a responsibility to keep the peace and if the if the perpetrators are going to going to going to provoke them then they have to be ready for what what is going to be the result the other side is and the cameras don't cover that enough is those people that were walking down the streets black white uh, mayors council people protesters arm in arm uh with or without signs that were peacefully saying things need to change that the cameras don't spend as much time on that because like you said earlier the headlines are the burning vehicle down the street or the smashed storefront uh but that exactly to the point that you made Vaughn was that that it comes with individual respect if i don't respect myself and i don't respect my ability to follow the law of my community then i'm the one that's that's the bad guy you know it's it i i'm i'm the i'm the bully uh but if i understand that that man with a badge over there is trained 
and he's gone through the training and all he wants to do is do his job. And if he says to me, excuse me, sir, but would you please just step up on the curb, just get out of the street and please step up on the curb onto the sidewalk. He's not threatening your life. He's trying to uphold the law. And you've got to respect what he's saying and say, yes, sir, I'm, I'm sorry. Step up on the curb. Because if you don't, and you're going to stay there off the curb and in the street, then don't blame him for the reaction that might happen. Right. It, it's, it's really just, it's common sense, I think we're talking about. Well, and it's also, and I agree with you completely, it's also very dangerous for us to look at some of these videos. I'm not saying I agree with or not agree with uh, uh, the takeaway from some of these videos that we've seen, because let's face it, everything gets captured on video today. But I think that, you know, you need to, okay, when we look at these videos, we're, we're looking at these videos from the comfort of our own home. We are not being threatened in any way. Um, we watch the video maybe once or twice even. Oh, we missed that. Did you see that? Did you see when that happened? So now that becomes part of our thought process. We have time to think it through. We get the opinion of our spouse who's watching it with us. We get to talk about it and then we get to talk about it in hindsight and then we start to question the behavior that happened in 30 seconds or let's say a minute and we get to sit back and say oh well here's what they should have done and here's how they should have done it well that's not realistic that's not that's not humanly possible in, a, in 30 seconds or let's admit whatever, however long the video might have lasted or the, the, the part of the video that we are, you know, that is out for us to view. But I think that we, we all give our opinions, general public give our opinions on a video that, that we're able to watch in the way that I just described it. But it's not... It's not comparing apples to oranges and how we see it. We don't get to give a pick. We weren't in that moment. We weren't right. in that We weren't looking over our shoulder, perhaps thinking that we were in some kind of danger. We didn't maybe see the actions that led up to that part of the video. So really, is it fair for us to give all of our opinions of what you should have done, how you should have done it, what, what I would have done differently? If you had done this, it wouldn't have ended up like that. It's not really fair for us to do that. We're watching it the way, and then we're looking at it in hindsight. We're not we're not that police officer in the moment, in that 30 seconds or however many minutes, making decisions. I mean, you got it. That is a, that they are in a profession that they are fearing for their lives many times, and they have to make split second decisions. Yeah, the, the, the uh, you know, and when they, when the news uh, media, shows that it's interesting how when they sh kept replaying and replaying and replaying the incident with with George Floyd they kept saying uh, now we want to warn you that these images uh, are 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 disturbing well that to me was almost like adding fuel to a fire uh, it was because the more the more people that see 
the more people that get angry about it, then, then that's the more people that are going to pour into the street. And ultimately, it was determined that it wasn't George Floyd that did something wrong to, to start the situation, uh, and all that it was the result of just stopping him uh, for questioning that escalated into the police, you know, overstepping their bounds. Uh, we live in a society that is probably more reactive than it is active or proactive. Uh, it's a lot easier to just react, whether it's right or wrong, to just react to a situation and get incensed about the situation. And then later you say, oh, oh, well, that's what it was about. And, and that's, that's why it, it makes it more difficult for us to, to function and right away just say, well, it's all the police's fault. Uh, maybe it wasn't all the police's fault until we, we, we know. Uh, but going back to what you said earlier, it's, it's, a, it's a matter of just understanding your police force. And again, that's probably easy for you and I to say because we live in, in a community that does respect their police. Uh, but our police force, a lot of the suburban police forces are a lot different than the police forces in the inner cities of the of, of this country. That those inner city police, frankly, don't have the time to write a parking ticket or an overdue you know parking ticket or speeding ticket because they are so so responsible for just patrolling the streets to keep the calm. And so it it depends on where you live. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't diminish the respect level that really should apply to the inner city level as well as the suburban level too. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, again, I mean, obviously we're, we're, we're sharing our thoughts and opinions. There, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, I think there's, uh, like I said, a lot of room for improvement. Like I said earlier, um, if we are going to defund or reallocate funds or whatever it is that they're doing, whatever changes they're making, um, I, I said this earlier and I'll, I think it bears repeating that I think a lot of this is uh, let's pay a little bit more attention to our recruiting process, our training process, our, uh, you know, educating and, you know, educating everybody. <laughs> um, I think we all, you know, and and then, like I said, even in the education industry, reevaluating as you go along, reevaluating, retraining, because there's always room for improvement. I think that's where right. we are now, too. But a lot of it is educating as well. So I just want it to be done mindfully and respectfully is, is what I would like to see. Um, happen through the process. Yeah, it it's interesting. Minneapolis became the epicenter of this whole situation. And so <clears throat> Minneapolis has been looked at uh, as part of this defunding concept too. <clears throat> and the, the Minneapolis City Council, this was something, a, a piece that I, I found yesterday, said that it is looking into defunding and I agree with you, I like reforming better than the word defunding, but they've got about almost a $200 million police budget. And 
they made a statement and they said, and I'll read this, it says, we can invest in cultural competency and mental health training, de-escalation and conflict resolution. We can resolve confusion over a $20 grocery transaction without drawing a weapon or pulling out handcuffs, wrote one of these councilmen. Uh, the, the whole world is watching. We can declare policing as we know it a think of the past and create a compassionate and nonviolent future. And, and there again, I think that part of what we've been dis discussing too is what a lot of police departments around the country are starting to say. This, don't confuse or come up with a different definition for defunding. It's just a matter of what can we do so that we can build better relations between the police and the community and then, <coughs> excuse me, work on some of these additional issues of mental health and homelessness and, and, and vagrancy and, and things that are not major issues but might be able to be handled by a different department so that our policemen can be out there interacting with the public and building the better relations with the public and respecting the public so that that mutual respect will be better for all of us. I agree, that was well said. Almost like specialized departments within the... And, and that doesn't matter on the size of the department either. You know, whether it's a, a major metropolitan, metropolitan area or it is a small town or a, a middle-sized city or suburb and all, it's a concept that can work but the city councils, the police departments, and the public all need to work hand in hand on, on this. And I think we can come up with a resolution because part of this whole situation is something we've been talking about for hundreds of years. And now it's finally gotten to a, a point where I think more people are willing to say, we need to do something and we need to do something now. Right, absolutely. And that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, um change change what is the the expression change is good i don't know change, change is good yeah good. <laughs> Ch change is good except when it's bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah there you go and see Stuart and bond have all the answers don't we <laughs> and and also you know the, the 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 our police have been kind of looking over their shoulders the last couple of weeks because they don't know whether the people looking at them are looking at them positively or negatively but I will tell you that if you walk into a grocery store or you walk into Home Depot or whatever, and there's a police officer, stop and say thank you very, very much for all you do for our community because they need that appreciation. They, they, they want that appreciation. They've earned that appreciation. And we as, as, as you know, citizens need to let them know that. To make it a, a lot better all the way around. Absolutely, could not agree. Could not agree with you more. Well said. Um, I, I'd be I'd be curious to know who's going to make up the round table of um, individuals who are going to create um, the new I don't know structure uh, or makeup of. The, I guess it's going to be done on an individual basis, department by department, because like you said. Um, every kind of community is, is, is different, has different needs. Um, 
and you know it's a different makeup uh, and demographics and geography and whatever the case may be but so i would think it's going to be up to each individual department uh but but i would hope i guess as we're sitting here talking and you've given some good ideas and suggestions on what you would like to see how you would like to see a police department structured and whatnot i would hope that they would make up a group of people uh, like a diverse group of people to sit together, not just police, <laughs> not just you know government officials, not just police, not, but maybe even get bring in some community members, bring in some stakeholders, bring in some you a know citizens council. Yeah, bring in and really listen and bring and then have some of the police there and have uh, maybe uh, other first responders and have uh, just just a diverse group of people to help build a a a a compatible uh, structure that, to your point earlier, that brings the community together. Obviously, we need to focus on law enforcement skills and, and who's qualified and trained to deal with different types of issues and whatnot. But also, how do you just, on a day-to-day -day basis, not dealing with crime and whatnot, how do you build that trust and relationship between groups? Of people, I, well, I think you're, I think you're right. I mean, it, it's got to be your your council people, your politicians, your police officers, and get some community input because I think that's the recipe for any any police department and any city for making making what has appeared to be broken make it make it better. And and I, I hope that our discussion this morning has has made some sense to those that have been been watching and listening. Um, uh, it's time for us to go run on and do the rest of the rest of our day and the rest of our weekend. But as always, just great spending, spending the time with you, Vaughn, and, uh, you and the family have a good weekend. Well, you too. Tell everybody hi and have a safe and happy weekend. All right. And we will see everyone here next week again for another conversation on something to talk about. Go out and make it a good weekend and a good week ahead. Bye everybody.